I think we did it. I did it. Okay. I Hello. Think we did it on the first try. Here we are. Hello. First everybody. try. That's this a record. A, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Welcome, welcome to Uncomfortable Conversations with the K and K twins. I'm Kim. I'm Kathleen. And we are so excited to continue the discussion we started last time, where we talked about how we really struggle with um, seeing ourselves clearly, mm -hmm. which is called objectivity, and and the root of all of that, which really, of course goes back to our family of origin. Um, last time we talked about, you know, our relationship with our dad and, and how that's affected us and, and how it, it helps, uh, how it affects the way we see God and everything. So um, tonight, today, we're gonna talk about our relationships with our moms. And I wanna start off as always by saying, well, first of all, that we are not professionals by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. We are just regular old people who have really learned a lot and have come a long way in healing from um, this codependency patterns that have really led us astray for all of these years. We also want to remind you down below. Yes. To like. Like and subscribe. Okay. So, and tell your friends. That'll tell keep us friends. coming back. Tell your friends um, because, you know, we're all in this together. So today we're going to talk about our moms, but, you know, I want to make sure we're very clear. This is not bashing, right? In any way, um, we all have. You know what? My children make fun of me all the time. The way I make fun of my parents, they make fun of me. <laughs> it's a cycle of life. I couldn't believe it the other day when my ch I was facetiming with two of my kids, and when I said something, they looked at each other like, mm -hmm, like there she goes again. I was, I was like, what? <laughs> what? So. We all do this, apparently. We do. But yeah, again, I think just really to keep in mind that as we get older and we learn more about ourselves, I think we have more grace towards our parents and the mistakes that they've For made sure. because For we sure. see our own mistakes with our children. And I think we, as we begin to understand their wounds, their dysfunction, mm -hmm. I think it helps us have more compassion towards that. Definitely. Um, so... I, I like that we're doing Moms Night now. I you know I have been really blessed in that I have just been able to work through a lot of issues with my mom and come to a place of forgiveness and healing. I don't feel all that angst and 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 anxiety and. But you did for a long I time. I did for a long time. So it's just such a gift and so freeing to not feel that anger anymore. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. I'm so happy about it. Um, but yeah, and I'll, I'll share some of that, yeah, but, but, I think be good but we'll get started. Yeah, we'll share yeah. a little of that. So, so we're going to do what we did last time with our dad. We did, we did an exercise where we closed our eyes and we picked the top three characteristics that we really felt a stat, uh, represented our relationship mm -hmm. with our dad. So we're going to do that with our moms. You can write them down. You can do whatever. I'm very visual. So, um, it helps me when I close my eyes and just kind of listen to them and I'll, I'll go through the list slowly of characteristics, but pick out the top three for you that you feel like represent your mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is how you, when you were a child, your mother was. So when I was a child, my mother was, that's what you're thinking. So close your eyes. I'm just praying this way. Okay. <laughs> was she gentle, stern, loving, disapproving, distant, was she close or intimate? Was she kind? Was she angry? Caring? Demanding? Harsh? 
trustworthy, joyful, forgiving, good? Does she cherish you? Mm-hmm. Is she impatient, unreasonable, strong, protective, passive, encouraging, sensitive, unpredictable? We'll read that list again at the end, mm-hmm. but just kind of think through that. So if you were writing them down and didn't get everything, we'll read it again at the end. And you can always kind of work through this a little bit yeah. later too. So. And you may you may have trouble kind of, you know what's interesting, I, I haven't done this exercise in a couple of years. This is one of the first exercises I did when Kathleen and I were first going through this book. And none of them were very strong, which I thought was interesting. So mm-hmm. if I had to pick my top three, actually I'm gonna do four because I have four. So for my mom, the ones I chose were distant, kind, trustworthy, and passive. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting because all of those things in my childhood and teenage years accurately describe my mom. She did feel very distant to me, but also very kind. I did feel like when dad was aggressive, she was passive. So it's very interesting. It is interesting. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think we see our parents a little bit from a distance. Because mm-hmm. I did put my mom, too, as, um, you know, trustworthy. And um, she was passive. But I think I saw that more with other people, the kindness. Like, she was kind mm-hmm. to other people. She was very embracing of, of, of everybody. She was yes. very inclusive. Um, which is a real, you know, which is a good but trait you didn't feel to have. That she was that way towards right. You. I didn't feel it towards me, but mm-hmm. I knew that was one of her characteristics. Yeah, but this this exercise was specifically, I felt like for me, me and my mom. Yeah. yeah. So what did you say for your mom? My top one for my mom was disapproving. She was always always disapproving, and then probably um, I feel a little differently now than I did when I first did this. So that's interesting. Disapproving. That's what healing does, it right? is, but it definitely was disapproving. Then I put demanding and harsh. Mm. Um, and she was passive too, very passive. You know, so but. tell tell us how does it feel different now? Because you've done a lot of healing work, and some yeah. of it was when she was alive, and some of it was after mm-hmm. she was gone. Right. But and I know some of it has been through this journey of mm-hmm. of learning about codependency and healing from codependency. Right. So where, what would, what would your top three be now if you, if um, you pick them? I think what has changed is that I think I was answering, I was responding out of a place of still that core of anger and hurt, of pain. Mm-hmm. And so I, all I could see were the negatives. Once I healed and stepped back, I could see a bigger picture mm-hmm. and I could see the positives. My mom had a lot, like I got my humor from my mom. My mom, my dad's very serious. My mom laughs a lot. She was just very funny, and so I got my humor from her, and I, it took me a while to really realize that. So she could be, you know, I, she could be very kind. Um, I just think at times um, I didn't always see it because I was so angry, um, you know. So I feel like there were other ways that she was. In, she could be encouraging, um, and she was trustworthy. I mean, I could tell her things. She'd be trustworthy, mm-hmm. but I didn't see all of that because of the bale of, of pain. 
that, I feel like that's a really good point when it comes to our codependency and really what we're talking about in mm -hmm. this session about objectivity. Right. We do not see things clearly. It really took me a long time to understand how much we lack objectivity. And I know every, every time you, we do these podcasts, you, you hear me repeating it over and over again because it literally was life-changing to me to understand that I didn't see myself clearly. Life-changing. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I mean, I, I still struggle. Like you and I just sat and had a whole conversation about what I didn't <laughs> see clearly. Right. Um, and today. <laughs> so that is just such a revelation because we think we see everything so crystal clearly. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you, are, you do not. You so don't. however you feel about your mother right now and your father and any relationship you have, is subject to change when you get the healing and when you can see the truth instead of believing these lies, lies. And, and the denial and all mm -hmm. of the things that we as codependents, I like to say, wear as a cloak. We mm -hmm. kind of put these things on us, um, but it, it changes the way, the, it changes the view that we have and, and the mm -hmm. way we see things. The perception we have through codependency, yeah. you know, our dysfunction, it colors everything, yes, and we don't it. see that. That's a good way to say it. It's interesting because we can we can see it more clearly than other people than we can in ourselves, which is oh. why it's really important to have another person that you can be really honest and transparent with. There has, you know, you just really need someone else in your life yeah. that can help you walk this journey. I don't think I could have done this alone. Or it would have taken me so much longer because I, I couldn't see. I don't think it's possible to do it alone. Mm -mm. I need someone to say, mm, wrong, yeah. BS, you know. <laughs> I need someone to call it like out. Just now when you were like, okay, listen. <laughs> let's this is let's unpack I, yeah, this. Yeah, let's unpack this. What, I hear, what you said is not right. Like, what I'm hearing like, you what? say is, here's what, I want to repeat this back because I want to see if this sounds normal to you. And the thing is, here's the codependency. I knew when I was saying it, I now have enough objectivity that when I was saying it, I knew it wasn't right. But because that pattern had been my pattern for so many years, it fit like a glove. Like I felt like, okay, I can, this feels I can, normal. I can do this. Okay. This feels normal. Um, and that's not the right way to be. So I, I needed you. Thank you. You're welcome. For calling me out. <laughs> we do it for each other now all the time. Now I have to have another uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> All right. Because I'm healthy now. <laughs> it's a journey. <laughs> Doesn't it happen overnight. Journey. Yeah, do your little thing where you always show what it's like. What are you showing? Oh, yeah. just the ups and down, the, the peaks uh, yeah. in the valley. Do I don't know what it's you're like, saying. Burp, 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 burp. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like. It's not linear, you know yes, what I mean? Exactly it's like, so. yeah, there. you know, there's ebb and flows. Yeah. Ebb and flows. And we are so it's not like a rocket straight up to healing. So no, yeah, it takes, it takes a while. So we're going to, we're going to work on mom tonight. So yeah. just be ready be thinking about your mom. Okay. And answer so, these questions for yourself. Yeah. We're going to talk about, so in the book that, you know, we've, we've all been talking about, you know, from the beginning, tell um, them the title and the author uh, again. I always want to give just them in case. credit. Yeah, we got to plug, yeah, plug Pat. Okay. So the book is called, I'm is it backwards it? for them? Like it is for us? Probably. Hmm. I don't know how to fix so that. It's called, um, we don't know, you know, we're not technolo technologically savvy. We're not. Words. So it's called, it's, this is, if it were This is right what it looks side, like. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you're untangling relationships. Untangling relationships, a Christian perspective of codependency by Pat Springle. Life changing book, folks. It Life changing. Is. So we did it together. Um, we had started with a group, it ended up being just us. There's a second book. We did that. 
started as a group, ended up just being us. <laughs> We, you know what? We are committed. We yeah. are committed to healing, and so um, we we thought we can't be the only ones. Right. We can't be the only ones. No. So that's why that's why you're here with us. So um, in the book, when it's talking about evaluating the relationship with your mom, the next step is they ask us to take an inventory and reveal to you your mother's blank. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples. So when so we did this inventory, when we did, when we did the inventory, we, we went through all of the the descriptions, characteristics, went through all of the characteristics. So what does this inventory reveal to you about your mother's, number one, love for you? What do you feel like that, those top three things, what, is, what do you feel like it re revealed about your mother's love for you? What did you say? Me? Oh, I said she wasn't very loving. Mm. I said it wasn't seen or felt. As a child, mm. I feel differently as an adult, mm -hmm. but as a child, I felt like she didn't love me. Yeah, I didn't feel loved. Yeah. What does this reveal to you about your mother's opinion of your worth? Hmm. I said it wasn't very high. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't make me feel like I was really worth anything or I was yeah. valuable. Um, I said, uh, it, okay. Not, it made it so I didn't know where I stood, and that made mm. me feel unworthy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I would add to that now, as an adult, whenever I feel like I don't know where I stand with somebody, it makes me feel unsafe. Mm -hmm. Uncomfortable. I don't yeah. know what that means. I don't know yeah. what that means that it makes me feel unsafe, but it makes me feel unsafe yeah. if I don't know where yeah. I stand with somebody. Because it makes you, I mean, it probably makes you feel vulnerable. I would feel vulnerable yeah. that that person could potentially hurt me or harm me in some way yeah. when I don't know where yeah. I stand with them. You know, it's very disconcerting, especially as a child, I yeah. think, you know. Yeah. But keep in mind, those are the, think of the characteristics, mm -hmm. go through your top three or four characteristics, and then answer those questions, okay? So the, the next one is, what does this inventory reveal to you about your mother's relationship to you? Okay. So I said, my relationship with my mom was distant. Hmm. I didn't feel close to my mom growing up. Hmm. What did you say? I said she was very critical and rejecting. That's so sad. Mm -hmm. The little Kathleen. I know, little baby Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> little baby Kathleen. <laughs> little She's baby so sad. She's such a baby. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little baby Kathleen. <laughs> I know, little Kathleen. Yeah. So, funny? but you know what? When you think about it, I mean, as a child, that's the foundation. Yeah that you develop your sense of self from, mm -hmm. that's how you determine who you are, what mm -hmm. you are, where you belong, where you fit, what your value is. That's the very beginning of your identity is in your family of origin. So when that is undermined, when you don't have a solid, healthy, yeah. functional foundation, it impacts everything for the rest of your life until you find healing. It, it, I mean, it can't help but. And as a mom, it really makes me sad because no, okay, I shouldn't say no. Most moms don't ever want their children to feel this way right. about them. Your, your yeah. mom would never. This would hurt have, my mom to oh know that. Oh my gosh, your mom would never want you to feel mm -hmm. rejected. Sure. Or like she didn't love you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that criticism. Like right, she constant, never, never ending. And I know my mother would never want me to feel distant from her um, or, or to feel like I was unworthy because I didn't know where I stood. Like. That sounds crazy as a mom. Mm -hmm. As a mom, I think, of course my children know 
which is not true. Right. Because if you've been following us for a while, you know I have lots of children. I have five. And some of them know exactly how I feel. And some of them have their own perceptions of how I feel about them, which are not accurate. Mm -hmm. And um, that's hurtful for me as a mom just as much as it's hurtful to them. So, you know, this is all about healing, which we say all the time. Our relationships, it's a re healing ourselves, but our relationships as well. And so just this just kind of reinforces uh, conversations I need to have with my kids too. Right. Mm -hmm. My daughter and I had one this weekend too. Oh, you did? We're just, we're just piecing through a little oh, bit yeah? at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how was that? It was good. I mean, it was just things like where I was trying to understand her better, you know, just with her, I don't want to talk about her personal stuff, that's her story to tell, but we just had a little, you know, a little conversation and I thought anytime I'm having a conversation with my daughter now, I want to be able to inject some of these things, some of these mm -hmm. new truths, some of these insights, some knowledge to either ask for forgiveness, to maybe um, walk through and see how she's was yeah. feeling and, you know, just kind of um, address some of those to things. Do, something, do you want to right. do things differently? I yes. That's what I hear you say. Yes, I do. And I do want, we need to have some more healing conversations where there's some still some things I need to own and I need to understand how that hurt her and how that impacted her and allow her to share that with me mm. and be, you know, and, and not respond to her in any way that would damage her further. I want to be welcoming of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I want to be welcoming of her sharing her true heart yeah. um, and, and, and getting that forgiveness. Yeah. So that's, a real, that's good, though. It's like that's a focus of you, yeah. you trying to we talk. You mm -hmm. make sure you do things differently yep. every time. I like that. I need, I need more of that. Okay, so let's talk more about our moms. So I want you to think about if you were an objective of observer of the relationship you just described, the relationship you had with your mom, if you were from the outside looking in, and you were looking at little Kathleen or little Kimmy or little you, okay? What is one strength and one weakness the woman brings to the relationship? So the mom, what does she the bring mom. to the, or the mom figure? Right, yeah, it could you be know? another, yeah. So what is one strength and one weakness that your mom or mother figure brought to the relationship? Hmm, that's interesting, you read my answer. Go ahead, you do. You, you go ahead. Okay, so my, my response was, she was not overly emotional, but it was like she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. I wonder if I get it right now. Wait, say that again. Yeah. She was not overly emotional, but it was like she wasn't there. Ah, she wasn't there emotionally when you needed her. Yeah. Okay. She's, I mean, mom's not demonstrative she's just not like she's mm, very okay. which is stoic and i'm very you know i'm me you can't tell I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm she opposite. a hugger i'm not i am she's the opposite she's the opposite i'm a hugger <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is probably because i didn't get yeah, right so you assume everybody wants that i'm gonna hug everybody some I, people are probably very I uncomfortable people. i'm a hugger i'm coming in <laughs> they're like no my space my yeah, space you're fine <laughs> I'm going to love you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how, yeah. So that's interesting. That, that might be another conversation from, <laughs> from other people's boundaries. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'll work on I think I'll I read a thing and you're happy about it. Okay. Um, so I think a strength for my mom was I put she had a good sense of humor. And then a weakness and kind of a strength was she was a good person and she could be kind to others, but was critical, harsh, and demanding to me. Mm. So, and, and that may have been... I don't know if that was worse or not as bad to know that she could be kind. She just wasn't kind to me. 
Would it have been easier if she was not kind to anybody? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that was just my, and again, that answer is colored by my dysfunction Mm -hmm. and the, and the un, um, the unaddressed Mm. pain and anger. Mm -hmm. Okay. As a matter of fact, I think when we were at this point, this is when you were in your angry phase. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think this, like literally, this is when you were like mad about everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and you will go through stages. It's kind of like a grief process. You mm-hmm. actually do mm-hmm. go through different stages. Yeah. And it talks about that. We haven't got to that yet, I don't no. think, have we? Um, but I, but we're going to get there. It's going to talk about the we different were at stages. This part yeah. Of the book, you were yeah. just mad at the world. I was mad. I was going through the anger phase because yeah. I was finally in touch with my feelings because when you stuff everything and you deny your feelings and suddenly you aren't feel, you just aren't feeling and suddenly you start to pick yeah. those things open and the feeling you start allowing yourself to feel suddenly you realize I am really angry at yeah. the, all these people that hurt me that should have been there for me should have protected me and hurt me mm-hmm. and then you're just like yeah Kim yeah. was like I don't think I'm I don't I don't think I'm gonna go through this phase and then it I hit think I'm great. <laughs> it but like, actually at the same time I was like okay I was watching what you were going through and I was like okay so this, when this happens to me yeah I'll be okay yeah I yes. will get through she's it. like Kathleen now when this okay. happens to me, remind me that it's not going to last it forever. Last. I'll come out on the other uh-huh. side. Did so, I yeah. get angry? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she did. <laughs> so we do because <laughs> when we start realizing that, like if we have a spouse that's narcissistic and is you know, not looking out for the best in the marriage or the family or the kids or finance or whatever, when they're betraying your marriage and the marriage relationship and the trust in that, and you don't acknowledge that and you're making excuses and you're enabling them and you're allowing that behavior to continue and letting them gaslight you and blame yourself. When you finally start taking off mm-hmm. those rose colored glasses and start seeing the truth, oh. you get pretty mad. Oh, yeah. You're going to get mad. Which so, is real, it's it makes normal. Sense. We should have been mad all along. Yes. When we were, we should have been when, then when we were enabling yes. and we were making excuses when we were, you know, over, overdoing, overdoing everything. And, yes. You know. Being Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Should have been mad then. Yeah. But that's okay. So it finally catches up to you when you start allowing yourself to feel again. Yeah, it does. And so it's okay. You'll swing You'll swing mm-hmm. different ways with the pendulum. Okay. So again, if you were an objective observer of the relationship you just described with your mom, um, what does the strength and weakness, how does the strength and weakness impact the child? How does the strength and the weakness impact you? Little baby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Mm. I'm just gonna cry. Wow. I said she was present, but I couldn't feel her. Ooh, wow. Okay. Wow. All right. She was present, but I couldn't feel her. Wow. Okay. That's profound. Mm-hmm. It, li- I, it makes me want to mm-hmm. cry. It's like when you're in a hard situation and someone's there, and you just want them to put their arms around and hug you and just yeah. hold you and be there for you, and yet they're not. They're there, but they're not yeah. really there. It's like when you people know? are in a marriage and they feel they're with somebody, but they feel very alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yep. she we was can relate to that. I couldn't feel mm-hmm. her. And we did replicate that in our marriages. I mean, think about that. True. We did. Wow. We were very much alone in our marriages because they were, you know, we married the same. So remember, we person. told you sometimes this would be hard. This is a moment like yeah. for me where I feel like this is hard. Yeah. Those, these realizations are hard for me mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about that as a child, how that feels. You know, if you go back and think about you as, as a child, because you're not, you can't process it when you're young. You can't process yeah. that as a child. So as an adult, looking back at yourself as a child, thinking how devastating that is and how 
how it just kind of sets you afloat in the universe with no foundation. It's where I learned to stuff. It's where mm -hmm. I learned to stuff my feelings mm -hmm. and not feel them. Mm -hmm. That's where I learned it because that, think about, I, look, I'm 49 years old and I read that for the first time in probably two years and it hit me. Like just those few words mm -hmm. hit me like a ton of bricks. So as a child, I probably couldn't handle that. And so I would not feel my feelings mm -hmm. or um, deny it. And I, and I and certainly used things like food to mm. not to, you know, um, not feel my feelings to, to comfort. Yeah. Because I didn't get comfort. We turned other things. We try to self soothe. Yeah. And we use the wrong things to do it with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was yours? What was your answer? Uh, mine was it appear it, um, it appears this would destroy the child's self-esteem because the child me saw that she could be kind to others just not to me mm. I think that's interesting how you couldn't even put yourself in that yeah sentence. so like you couldn't even well it says how if you were an observer I, well, I know, but so yeah so it would destroy my self-esteem because I saw that she could be kind to other mm -hmm. people just not to me but I don't know this is the thing where I, 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 I struggle with this because I do have you know I don't there were periods where I didn't feel like I had I blocked a lot of childhood stuff. Yeah, I don't have a lot true. of memories of childhood mm -hmm. stuff. And so sometimes it used to baffle me when other kids would talk about what I was like, I don't remember like, yeah, like my, like I only remember the entire, you know, third grade. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how would I, was this really the reality or is it just me remembering the, the bad stuff, the hard the stuff, the painful stuff? Yeah. There had to have been other happier memories and stuff, but maybe just going through this healing process, I'm only identifying the hard ones now. Maybe yeah. later the good ones, you know, I'll, I'll get those as I go. So I don't know. We're still on this journey, so we'll yeah, see. That's the truth. You know. Hmm. Okay. So if you were an adult present in this situation, so this situation with your mom. Independent observer. You, mm -hmm. What is the one thing you would want to say to the mother? What would you say to the mother? To my mom, I would say, stop criticizing and tearing down. Mm -hmm. Would you like to know my answer? Yes, tell me. You'll be shocked. What'd you say? I wrote, hug her, exclamation point. <laughs> 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 hug her. Yes. Show her Do you it. care. Yes. That's and maybe that's why you hug, hug because you compensate point. for Show that. Yeah. Care. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it really does if you think about it though. You didn't get that, so you give that to others. I do. And so and sometimes we do assume that what we need other people need. Just because we're we just were so deprived of that, yeah. you know? But I, I, I'm probably still trying to fill the void. And, which is sad, you but know, really. Yeah, I mean, the, until we I've get to the healing been, process. I've mm -hmm. always been, you know, mm -hmm. I remember being a child mm -hmm. and thinking, when I get married and have kids, I'm going to tell my kids all the time that I love them. And I'm going to hug them all the time. Right. I remember mm -hmm. thinking that as a child. Mm -hmm. So now I have one kid who doesn't like to be touched mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Like doesn't like doesn't hugs at all. Mm -mm. And she's upset. I'm like, Can, do, do you want me to, you want me to hug you? <laughs> she's mm. like, no. <laughs> no. She does not. Another one who doesn't want to talk. I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about our feelings. Let's lay everything out on the table. Let's talk. No. Yeah. <laughs> so this goes, so yeah. you know, this See, is such a good does. point. Uh-huh. My mom didn't need that. My yeah. mom didn't need that. So you she did. didn't give it. Mm -hmm. So, but all we know is like what, adjust. Yeah. <laughs> what, we, what we need, I guess. 
But you know what's interesting is that I always told myself that I would never be so critical with my daughter. I would never be, and I was. I did what I knew, and I yeah. did what my mom did, and I was the same person that gave unsolicited advice and told her what she should do, when she should do it, how she should do it, why what she's doing wasn't the right way. She should have done it. You know, I did all those things. Yeah. Maybe not to the group, to the degree that my mom did. Mm -hmm. Maybe a step down, but um, or just like up, she maybe was better than her yes, mom. Yes, just yes, like was, exactly. Because dysfunction really does mm -hmm. get mm -hmm. passed down. Yes, and I, I just couldn't. I had, I had glimpses of truth or reality, and I knew that there was something wrong. That this wasn't the way, the the best possible way it could have been. Um, but I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't have all this, mm -hmm. so um, I did try at different points but I think she probably would disagree I think she would feel yeah. like you know if, if we were honest and she was yeah. able to really share herself honestly that she would say no she felt really criticized she felt the the last conversation we had was how she felt I was so controlling with her mm -hmm. which did lead to some rebellion on mm -hmm. her part mm -hmm. which is understandable parents don't try and hyper control your children because at some point it, they're going to try to break away and that's it normal breed, it, will breed rebellion, um, for it does sure. for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. so yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. So, anywho. Interesting. Okay. So, again, if you were an adult present in this situation, what is the one thing you would want to say to the child? Say to little Kimmy. Hi. Hi. Little Kimmy. Hi, Kimmy. <laughs> I would say to the child, I'd say, you are lovable and you deserve to be loved. Aww. No matter what anyone else says or does, <laughs> you deserve to be loved. And I said, your mommy loves you. Oh, even though she doesn't show it or say it or. <laughs> I mean, she did the best she could. I'm thinking about my mom. Oh. oh I'm thinking about my mom. <laughs> See, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> See, we just try to do this. Is, he's trying to make an excuse. She did the best yeah. she could. <laughs> oh, my God. We defend. It's we defend the, not the abuser, but no, we do. Defender, we defend the abuser. Uh, defending the, the offender. Yes, yes. Yeah. We, def offend the, we defend the offender. Defender, yes. Yes. Interesting. But I thought this was good, too. So after oh, you work through yeah. all of this, and this can, this, you guys, this is emotionally draining, especially the first time you do it. Yeah. It can be really emotionally draining. I remember just being done with this and just being like, oh my gosh, I can't move. I can't, let me just play a dumb computer game because I can't mm -hmm. think right now. Mm -hmm. um, because then there's a little box that says, I feel, and there's mm -hmm. all these emotions and you have to kind of check off what emotions you're feeling mm -hmm. after this. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of hard because I just felt so drained. Yeah. So here, here are the things you might be feeling now. So again, pick your top three. So after this exercise, and we hope you would, we hope you did this exercise with us, and you might need to go back and listen to it again mm -hmm. or watch it again, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's a process. So after doing this exercise, you might feel, I feel tired, scared, confused, relieved, guilty, lonely, peaceful, thankful, sad, angry, loved, glad, worthy, hopeful, or maybe something else. Fill in the blank. So think about that. What were yours? I said lonely, sad, angry. <laughs> I said tired. Lonely, sad, angry, <laughs> and then I filled in the blank, and I said unsure about what it means. Ah, I just felt really like, what does all this mean? 
what do we do with this? Yeah. What do we do now? Well, we've got, yeah. okay. Everything was so, and if this is you, this is me. Everything was so new. I didn't have, I'd never really thought about these things before. I, I'd spent so many years not thinking about how I felt, mm -hmm. not feeling my feelings. So, especially when it came to my childhood, because mm -hmm. I'm a grown woman, like I, that's the mm -hmm. past. So um, it was very challenging for me to go through this. It's difficult. So now we're going to kind of go back and do what we did with the dad again. And I want you to think about this. So um, now when we talked about before doing a sozo prayer, which is you pray through what is true and what is false, what's a lie. Um, and so God kind of represents the father. Jesus kind of represents the mother. Um, and some folks mind, this is not theological. I'm just, you know, this is just in some um, schools of thought. They feel like Jesus is more, you know, is a nurturing character and is more sensitive and more gentle and kind. It just is more, um, it kind of represents some of those more feminine qualities, um, you know, um, and so Jesus kind of represents your mom. So we, uh, one of the things we ask is to ask yourself, what lies am I believing? Based on your relationship with your mother and how your mother treated you, what lies are you believing, okay? Um, and so what I came up with, just based on, the, you know, the constant criticism, I can never do anything right, was, what am I believing? That I'm stupid, mm. that I'm unlovable and don't deserve love. I can't do anything right. I don't matter, that I'm rejected, ignored. I will never measure up. I'm not good enough. Mm. So those are the lies that I was believing all these years based on my relationship with my mother. So then I asked, the next thing is you're going to ask, what is the truth? Okay, so what is the truth? Based on what God says about me um, being created in the image of God and being one of his children, um, that I am not stupid, that God gave me a good mind and a sharp brain. Because um, I do remember in school, especially when I'm boys, I would dumb myself down a lot, depending on who I was yeah. talking to. I would dumb myself down. Mm -hmm. I didn't try and act like I was smart. Because you were you know? smart. And you knew I remember you were the smart. panic I was in when I made the honor roll the first time. I was like, I don't want anyone to know. You know, it isn't just wasn't. Crazy? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So, anywho, I got over that though. Um, I am competent and capable. I matter to the creator of the world. I matter to Jesus who died for me. And then what is the truth about, that was a, what is the truth about me? And now what is the truth about Jesus? Okay, so first I'm asking, what are the lies I'm believing based on my relationship with my mom? What is the truth, okay, based on my relationship with Jesus? What is my truth? And then what is the truth about Jesus? Okay, so let's think about who he is. Um, he's not like my, my mom, right? That God will never reject me. Jesus loves me and died for me that I'm acceptable in his sight, that I am loved, and the gift that he gave me is the gift of humor. Um, that's what I got from my mom. Right. So I got some humor um, and some compassion. My mom was really um, a compassionate person. She just loved everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and didn't, she was you not very, she, yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> she wasn't very, she wasn't judgmental. She was very inclusive and always wanted everyone to feel welcome and, and yes. whatever. So um, I think um, she passed some of that on to me. Was so. she like you? Are very passionate about helping people. Mm -hmm. is, is, was, did you get that from her? Yes, too? yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure, she would just feel so deeply. She was involved with a lot of different charity works mm -hmm. and just yeah, felt so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was felt very deeply about you know children and animals yes. in particular. If you were hurting, you know, if someone was getting hurt, she was very, very passionate about those you things. Got that so. from your mom. I did. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. So that's so cool. She was very yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. Good. No, your turn. 
Okay, I, I'm just going to wrap it up because I feel like this is enough. enough I thought you were going to do the... Oh, no, I wasn't. I don't think I did that. Why not, Kim? I don't know. I don't remember. I, okay. I didn't finish that part of the lesson. So this was just another practice and objectivity because here's the thing that we've learned. If you don't practice it, you won't do it. You have to practice being objective. And that's where another person comes in mm -hmm. to kind of help you. And, and this is why from a biblical perspective, it kind of helps because we have a very um, concrete, measurable standard of who God is and his character. So when you measure your parents and your family of origin against what scripture says you are and who God thinks you are, you've got that truth mm -hmm. to base that on. So it's not as nebulous as, you know, somebody else out in the universe. So, um, so, oh my gosh. Did you not have your microphone on the whole time? The whole time? No. No, you're close enough that it picked it up. You're this is <laughs> oh my so God. ridiculous. No. Like it oh just God. crossed my mind. We I thought, not, have we mentioned I that we're not, not, Have we mentioned I that we're not tech savvy? Mic is on. Like literally... Just I saw you look at me and I thought, oh no, 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 that can't be right. She's just readjusting on her shirt. Oh my word. Okay, yeah. So remember in the beginning when we were like, ooh, we got this first try. Of course no, not. Of course didn't. not. Of course not. Flunked out. Oh my gosh. She had hilarious. a lot of good things to say. That's so if you really didn't hear them, <laughs> forget about it. Because she was really wise oh tonight. Oh, that's so funny. That was crazy. Okay, so. I'm close enough to you that I'm sure it's fine. It picked up it probably on your picked mic. It, up. it picked it up on your did. mic. It's fine. It did. It never fails. It never fails that I can manage to screw something. <laughs> oh, we up love this so much. I love this so much. So, so you guys, you know what? Right. Shoot. We are they real. I'm like an old person. Dang it. Dang it. What did you say, dang it? <laughs> I was probably trying dang. to say dag nabbit, and it just yeah. All, my kids keep telling me I'm old, and I think I just proved them right again. <sighs> It's sad. It's a sad uh, truth, people. It's a sad truth. So look, so next week, we're also, now we did some practicing objectivity. Yes. We're going to do some applying objectivity. Mm. So we're going to apply it now. You guys, objectivity is the key. We've got to get this concept down first because you really can't progress and grow in your healing if you don't understand that you're not objective and that you have got to practice objectivity and apply objectivity in order to Sorry, I'm laughing at myself again. I just, I'm so ridiculous. We crack ourselves up. I'm just saying, we're pretty funny. Yes. So We think we are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because who else can f manage to forget to turn the mic on? I don't know. But she's absolutely right. This, this applying, and you know what? Maybe we need to come back with next time is some examples of how we were objective in the, in the next few days mm -hmm. that um, we wouldn't have been. Before, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's think of some times when we, as we were going through this and practicing this, yeah. where we began to realize that we were oh, detaching gosh. and identifying yeah. and responding yeah. in less codependent ways that we were able to practice some objectivity yeah. Yeah. and bounce off each other and say, look, I'm feeling like maybe this is a codependent response. Yes. I think maybe I should do this or say that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Does that seem like a more mm -hmm. objective? Because we do yeah. that. We do that mm -hmm. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we don't know. We don't. We don't see it. Because we don't see it. So, yeah. But we're really, really great at, you know, yeah. seeing other people clearly. Yeah. So let me just, you know, just some things. Now, there's things that are, like, really concrete. Okay, so, like, if you're with a partner that's hitting you, okay, mm. there's no question 
you're in a codependent dysfunctional relationship. Facts. He's probably the dependent, dysfunctional dependent, and you're very likely the codependent mm -hmm. that revolves around that dysfunctional person. There's no question there. So you don't even have to ask, you know, there's no question there. Mm -hmm. You are codependent and you don't see things objectively. Mm -hmm. If you're still with that person and you're making excuses and justifications, mm -hmm. and you know, there's some fear involved, there's mm -hmm. some financial insecurity, all those things. All those things. But that, mm -hmm. and those are reality, that's real. But it's still codependent and you're not seeing the truth objectively. Mm -hmm. So there's no question. Now there's others that aren't quite as concrete as yes, that, right? That's very true. So a lot of times when you're in the relationship with a narcissist, you don't know you're in a relationship with a narcissist and they gaslight you and make you feel like everything's your fault. And you're crazy when they do things wrong and when they hurt you and when they wrong you, yes. it's always your fault, right? Mm -hmm. But somewhere, or you're overreacting. Yes, yes, mm -hmm. or you're too sensitive mm -hmm. or all of those kinds of things. So that's a little less um, it's a little obvious. Bit more ambiguous, yes, yeah. ambiguous. Thank you. Having trouble finding my words tonight. Me too, um, Me too but it doesn't so, matter because my mic wasn't on. So. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh my gosh. So, um, so just keep that in mind. You may think, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not in that, you know, dramatic yeah. situation. But there's a lot of other scenarios in which that it's a lot more subtle. Yeah. But you're still not seeing objectively. So we're going to try and help you identify that. So as we yes. begin to apply some objectivity and practice objectivity, you'll kind of see this as we go. And if you want to put questions, put some questions. Or yes. If you have questions, put them in the comment section, mm -hmm. and we'll try to get to those and respond to those yes. in other sessions. So um, just know. We'll, we'll bring some examples. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we'll bring some examples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. And we'll kind of walk through some real-life scenarios. Thanks for joining. Yeah. Oh, what was gonna say? No, I was going to say we're going to share our stuff. We, we are sharing our stuff. We're sharing our stuff and being real. And it's hard sometimes. It's kind of scary because okay. I think okay. some of my family might watch this. Yeah. Family and friends. It's it's tough to think about, but you know it what? It's, it's our truth and it's it our walk. So. And that's part of our healing is to acknowledge mm -hmm. yep. what was real to us. Yes. And like you said, it, it's not even necessarily. I'm gonna back. It's not even necessarily how you feel right now. Right. But. Yes, it was you, how I felt then. Sp we spent years yes. reacting to those feelings. Yes. So whether it was true or not, it was true for us. It was true for us so. at the time. So, and as you go through the healing, things do change. It doesn't. It doesn't change the reality of being in a dysfunctional family. It doesn't change the reality of developing codependency because of that family of origin right. and the dynamics that were there. That is true and that's real. Mm -hmm. How that impacted us and how we responded to that may is what contributed to our codependency. Exactly. So now we just have to kind of unravel that mm -hmm. and then kind of walk out of that. Exactly. And, um, you know, and learn a new way yeah. of functioning, a mm -hmm. new way of thinking. So that's yes. those are the baby steps we're taking. Throw off the old cloak and put that's on right. a new coat, right? The new one's much yes, better. Yes, much better. Nice. So thank you guys for Thanks, joining guys. us and walking through this with you. us. We know, it's, we know this work is tough work, but it's, it's really important so work. And like I said, if you need to go through and, and do the assignment again and watch mm -hmm. it again, do it. Yeah. Do it. And feel your you. feelings. Pull out your feelings Buy the book. if you need to. And if you guys, we're on unit two. We're on day, we are kind of went through day four. That's backwards. Yeah, that's backwards. But it's okay. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want to follow through with us, we're still in, we're in unit two. Yeah. Day four. And then we'll be on day five next time in case anyone cares. Okay. <laughs> like and subscribe us. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.